0: We thought they were, But we let them off the I get out of hand, just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go
2: scatter the West right, tight. F left, 372, Y Sticks C-spot.
0: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
2: Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, well, well. Monday, Monday. <laughs> Can't take Monday. that day. <laughs> yeah, what's the next line in the song, Roger? Uh, you want to get some uh, lyrics messed up, you'll ask me. Yeah, okay, sorry. Well, I don't know what they are either. I need to learn what the lyrics are. Welcome into Reaction Monday, Burn Band Edition. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> the Burn ban is still on. And, Roger, given the way things went it in It will be the long. <laughs> af- well, it, right. But given the way things went, Ken, for football fans around the state, I'm kind of glad they can't burn anything right now.
1: If I, you know if, what I'm saying?
2: It would be able to put it out. <laughs> Man, I know it's got to be hard
1: it. at your house because, you know, as we agreed, Missouri doesn't even belong in the SEC. And how dare they the, come down okay. there and beat the homecoming queen's team?
2: The homecoming queen does not agree at all that Missouri should be in the league. It should be Clemson, not Missouri, in her opinion. She doesn't even. She doesn't even really believe in Texas A and M being in this league. <laughs> Strictly traditionalist with her. No, I, welcome in on this Monday. Roger asked me right before the show and said, "Boy, kind of a rough weekend around here, right?" Let me tell you what kind of weekend it is. I mean, today's apropos. Right after you asked me that, Roger, here in my studio um, at the Wyatt compound, I can <laughs> glance out in the backyard. I got two big piles of leaves. Uh, raked up there, you know, that I'm going to bag them up. Two big piles of leaves. And I look out there, and Champ the Wonder Schnauzer is out there hiking his leg right in the middle of one of the piles. One of them. Just right in the smack middle of it. Just, I'm talking, soaking it. Those are the leaves that I'm going to, by hand, you know, pick up and put over into the trash bag. That's just the way it's going.
1: Well, you got to hope, though, that uh, him marking it prevented the cats from marking it. (laughs) Good point. Because those would be some... uh unpleasant surprises
2: unpleasant buddy you're not kidding all right so uh welcome to the show on this monday i caught a little bit of the end of uh, chris's show uh prior to this one on the gridiron and he had a lot of really good calls and texts and look at here before we even came on some texts coming in uh gonna get to those let me just set you up all right if you're going to be a part of this reaction monday show on um the burn ban edition here in the farm bureau studio farm bureau go With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau, local insurance agents that you get to deal with one-on-one. It's the way it should be. Here's how you can be a part of the show. Call me on the Davini Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. They're the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. They've been doing it better longer than anyone else. They're the oldest. That's right. Were they the first? the oldest Kubota dealer can, in the U.S. They can be the first, too. You can be the first, be the, yeah, yeah right. That's impressive. It is impressive. Got, anyway, on, it, here's got the, on it right away. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so here is the uh, number to the divini phone to give me a call. It is 991. I, I looked down at my cup and got totally distracted. its one zero five nine. Nine nine five one zero five nine. It's a 601 number. Everybody zip it. It's Monday. Mistakes are allowed on Monday. Mistakes were made all weekend. All right, so pouring the uh, coffee in the cup from High Point Roasters in New Albany. We're going to get heated up real quick. So give me a call on the phone line. You can also text the show at 885-ESPN. Got it? 885-ESPN. That also is a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Or... 885-3776. 885-3776. And, of course, on Twitter. Tweeter. On Twitter. At Radio Wyatt. Look at there. People calling faster than Roger can answer it. I don't know what is the best place to start other than to say, here are some things that you know are facts coming out of the weekend, and then I'm coming straight to the phone and uh, to the text line. One is... That was a really ugly, awful, hard-to-watch, hard-to-stomach loss from Mississippi State to Tennessee. I have some friends who are Tennessee fans. Uh, they may be listening. They may not. Your team is not good. Your Tennessee team is not good. And they know it. They're, you know, they uh, they desperately needed that win, a second win. They beat a Mississippi State team that's an SEC team. They get a, their second win of the year. Look, there weren't just a whole ton of Tennessee fans just elated after that game. Their coaches are kind of like, yeah, okay, they're, they're not very good. Because of that, it is a game that Mississippi State should have won. And even if you want to take out the should have won or should have been closer, just take all that out. Here's one thing that is even more true than any of that. It is a game that state massively underperformed to what it's capable of. Right? Like you want to watch a game, and most state fans, you can stomach, you can handle it. You can sleep at night. You can stomach it if somebody just beats you. They just make more plays, and they just beat you, and you played your tail off, and you played hard, and, man, your kids fought like crazy and, you know, made plays and were competitive, and it just went the other way. But kind of what you just can't stomach, and that's why you have this huge reaction that you've had all over social media and all that kind of stuff among fans and in conversations and in churches yesterday <laughs> among state fans. The reason you've had this big reaction is because, frankly, everybody watch a game and go, you know, It's a team that's not even like in the same universe of what it's capable of playing in terms of effort and execution and just competitiveness. It's just putrid. That's all you can say about it. That's the one thing that is a fact. So everybody's searching for a reason as to why, and I just think the best thing to do is start wading in. We can stand here on the bank of the river, you and I. We can stand here on the bank and talk about how to cross this river, today on this Monday show, try to figure out where the high spot is, or we can just wade right on in with both feet, and let's just see if we have to swim. So first up on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Matt from Peelahatchee. little ways hey, from here. Matt. Hey, Matt. What's up? Appreciate you listening.
0: Thanks for taking my
1: call. Matt, this team, uh, their effort is, is not acceptable. And in my mind, it started with the Kentucky game last year. And it just goes, I believe it's it's totally on the shoulders of the coaching staff. They're just not prepared to play Southeastern Conference football. I'll hang up and listen to your response. Thanks for taking the call.
2: Yeah, thank you, Matt. Um we're gonna talk a lot about effort today. And you know, a lot of former players were on Twitter and stuff for state after their and during the game talking about effort and uh, and that kind of thing. So l- let me let me lay something out there and then if y'all want to talk about this we can. So let me sit this in your lap on effort. Playing hard. You can't play hard if you don't know what to do. Let me rephrase it for you. The number one factor in whether or not I can play my guts out from an effort standpoint is I have to start with, I kind of know what to do. Now, I'm going to make some mistakes, and I'm going to make those going 100 miles an hour. But for me to be shot out of a cannon on the snap of the ball at whatever position I play, then 99 out of 100 plays, it starts with, before they snap the ball and say, I already know who I'm fixing to go hit. I already know where I'm fixing to go catch this ball. I pretty much already know which hole I'm about to hit. So confidence and knowing what to do is what sparks you being able to consistently give this unbelievable effort. And then let's see if it stacks up against my opponent. So that's effort. And then preparation. Think about this. After the game, Coach Moorhead, in a post-game interview, they talked about why they couldn't run the ball. Or the question was, you know, uh, this is on the post-game radio interview. Why? You know, the 13 yards for Cotton Hill all the sacks, and, and the comment was that, especially in the run game, that defensively, Tennessee from a scheme standpoint was not really doing anything different from what they had prepared for in practice leading up to the game. So let's talk about preparation real quick. So Tennessee hadn't done really a lot different in their fronts and how they're lining up and how they're playing it. and not done really anything different than what, they prepared for for two weeks, but go into the game, and Colin Hill had 13 yards, and they had you know seven sacks. So we got to dive into that and figure that out too. Don't let me uh, keep Arthur hanging on too long, though, on the Divini Equipment phone. Arthur, thanks for calling, man. What's up? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm here, man.
0: Look, I, want, I need your opinion on what's going on with Jackson
1: State. What do we need, man? What's happening?
2: Well, look. I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay, uh, Arthur. Yeah, well, you don't have to hang up. I was just going to tell you, though, listen. Alabama State is a pretty doggone good football team, okay? And they've got players. I, I watched them this year earlier in the year against uh, UAB. And, look, I know it's UAB, okay? They're a, they've a revived program, but that's a heck of a football coach and Bill Clark at UAB. They went to a bowl last year. They're competitive in Conference USA. And – Alabama State goes in there and had a chance to beat him. you could see how fast Alabama State is and at the time I don't know if he's still healthy or not but I know Alabama State then had a quarterback. I guess what I'm saying is y- you are you are in rebuilding mode on the field at Jackson State they and when I, and this is one thing we can say Arthur when you watch Jackson State play under uh, John Hendrick they play hard they're not they don't have an effort issue at Jackson State. They'll get there. It's just some of these teams are ahead of them right now. Alabama State's got a good program. I appreciate your yeah, call, Arthur. Yeah. All right. Thank you. It's just you just gotta you you can't flip a switch and load your team with players in in one year. Um, legally, Lynn, you're in Pontotoc. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. What's up, Lynn?
0: Hey, my, hey, uh, my. I'm like everybody else. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? But uh, uh, how do we go? And I don't think anybody on the team individually soft, but it seems like we're soft. And okay. we we supposedly got this offensive coach, and I ain't a coach basher by no means. I know what jobs hard. But mm-hmm. we can't score but 15, 20 points, 10, 15, 20 points. I mean, yeah. what's going on? Is it the offense always soft as a unit? I don't think anybody on the team soft. they could spank me up and down
2: the road. Don't get me wrong. Then let uh, me then let me just jump in there and answer this before I for kind of you know forget my thought here. Um, to your to your point directly, the the lack of points scored in some of the SEC games we've seen, like last year against Kentucky and Florida, and you know Florida's got good players, but still it was a team last year you should have beaten them. And then, you know, this year you look at the Kansas State deal, you look at this, you go out and score 10 against that Tennessee defense on the road. There may be a couple of built-in excuses like, you know, the injury of the quarterback, those kinds of things. But and, and let me preface what I'm about to say by saying that I am not and have never been and never will be a Coach Basher either. That's not what I'm doing. And when something like this, when the fan base of the school that I cover gets all up in arms and it becomes this really combustible situation, I am a little hesitant sometimes to to make, I want to make sure that I don't say something that gets taken the wrong way that gets me in hot water and I don't want the coach to take it the wrong way. And that's just being honest, okay? So with all that said, I came away from the game thinking this. Okay, it was two weeks to get ready to play against that Tennessee defense. And then after the game, I'm going to go back and watch it myself too, but after the game, and I didn't notice anything crazy that they were doing defensively during the game, and Coach Moorhead said like against the run, they didn't do anything different than what we were prepared for. So I can't help but come away from it, Lynn, and think, there's one or two things going on. There's one of two things. It's got to be one of these things going on either the players are on the field are confused about what they're running and how they're running it and how they're supposed to run it or they're coming out of practice thinking they're better than they are thinking they can execute things that they actually can't execute in the game the old the real harsh term would be Somebody's blowing smoke up their rear end, making them think they're better than they are, you know, just to drive the point home. But to me, it's when I see the output, it's got to be one of those two things. Now, I lean towards the confusion side of it because we saw it last year. I know that was year one. You think about it, though. You think Go back and think about that game last year in Baton Rouge for Nick Fitzgerald and that offense against LSU. Remember that? where they in the in the past game, they just looked totally confused. There was zero confidence from quarterbacks and receivers in what they were running. It almost looked like they were running things they thought they might be able to pull it off. They really weren't sure they could pull it off. Well, you can't play that way. And so I lean towards that. I see a lot of confusion. Um, Lynn, before the show today, I go back, I'm still watching some of the stuff from the game. Early in the game, I see a sack of Tommy Stevens. Well, there was a corner blitz. A ball was on the left hash. They blitzed the corner from his cornerback spot. It looked like Kylan Hill was supposed to pick it up. He didn't see it until it was too late. Boom, you get quarterback hit and sacked. You remember in the first game what got Tommy Stevens sacked and he fumbled? A corner blitz to his left. He didn't see it. And, and now here we are. It happens at Tennessee. Okay, about 2-3 plays later um when he held onto the ball i think and took another sack and they had to punt there's a wide open route in the middle of the field right over the ball yep. in the direction that Tommy Stevens was looking uh Dedrick Thomas is running in the middle of the field wide open but Tommy held onto the ball held on the ball held on the ball well the only reason he does that is cuz he's confused he's obviously not read it correctly so he holds the ball he gets hit sack you know different things like that and so i see stuff on the offense that leads me to believe that in the games at times, and certainly against Tennessee, and players just don't really know what they're doing. And that's why they look soft a lot of times. Is because when you don't know what you're doing, you don't know who you're supposed to hit or where you're supposed to go. You look tentative. You look slow. There's no confidence. Right. Does that
0: make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Matt. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Uh, and I, I won't take up any more of your time. I appreciate you, man. You're doing a great yeah. job in L State.
2: Hail State, thank you, Lynn. And it's um, – so, so to me, I think that coaches have to be the best, better than me, better than you, better than the athletics director, better than the president, better than their assistant coaches. Coaches have to be the best at accurately diagnosing themselves, evaluating themselves – so that you narrow down your package to, here's what we can do. We're not even going to waste our time with these things and these things, so we can't do it consistently enough. We're just going to go out here and do what we can do. Let me get into the text line because a whole bunch and man, I'm glad we have two hours, Roger, because it's going to take that to get to I see. <laughs> most, most of this. Patrick was first to get in on the text line. Patrick says, uh, what does Coach Moorhead need to do to get back in the good graces of Mississippi State fans? Look, please... Win. Just allow allow me to oversimplify this for a minute. Win. Beat somebody. Win games. Win a game. I don't care how you win it. Win if the State, Egg Bowl. Roger. Ding, 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 it's ding, ding. It's going to big this year. <laughs> win the Egg Bowl. And everything's kind of okay for a few months, right? It's the nature of the game. If State came back and beat Tennessee the other day, as bad as Tennessee is, as hard as you would have had to struggle to beat a bad team, if you just come back somehow win again, you hit that field goal. You know, you get the ball back. You keep them out of the end zone. You go on that last drive. You come away with a one-point win. You're fine. Yeah, you're – but look, winning, win, it cures everything. I hate to oversimplify. It's just it. What was say, it Vince Lombardi said? What did he say?
1: Winning isn't everything. It's, it's the, the only,
2: only thing. thing. <laughs> mm. Well, and it you, to answer the question directly, good graces of fans win. But I think, on, right,
1: well, we were what you were just talking about is another a Bobby Knight quote. The key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It's mm. the will to prepare to win. That's
2: important. Okay, and and I want to touch on that too because and I know the music is about to start and coming up in when um, we come back from a word from sponsors, Chad and Eric and Wes and Rick and Scott and Nick and and all y'all, I'm getting to your texts, and I really appreciate it. You don't, there is nothing you can do in September and in October to make yourself a more physical football team, a tougher football team physically. There's nothing you can do in practice this week to make yourself a a bludgeoning football team if you're not already one. There's nothing you can do right now. Matt, why do they practice? Trying to figure out ways to run plays and make sure everybody knows what to do. But there's nothing you can do right now to make yourself a more physical football team when you go to practice this week. I hate to say it, but that's the way it is. That is done in May. In June and July and August, the hottest part of the year and half the time, nobody's watching. Nobody's looking. Nobody's watching all the the weights you lift and all the running and all the work and all the practice, the preseason stuff. You have to hit and tackle in preseason practice. In those four months, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, whatever you're doing that you feel like is maxing out your team you got to do more. It's never enough. If you think it's enough, come September and October, you will get pushed and shoved up and down the field. Strength and conditioning, the most important part of any football program. Stick around.
0: You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
2: back on the show live in the Farm Bureau Studio Farm Bureau go with the home team. they are your home team at Farm Bureau, local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. and we stay connected to you around the clock because of CSpire, the number one network in Mississippi SeaSpire customer inspired. It is the reaction Monday burn ban edition. Of the show that you can be a part of. On the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Hit me up there. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. You can text the show, 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number also. Or 885-3776. On the Facebook live stream, um, Charlie... Uh, and Kim Barnett on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if it was Charlie or Kim, but said Matt is Coach indebted to Stevens. Um, after the ball game, I may get this in for you in the second hour of the show if we have time for it, which we should have time. But after the ball game in the media gathering, someone asked. I think it was Steve Robertson asked um, Coach Moorhead if it was time to start. Taking a serious look at Garrett Schrader becoming your starter going forward, and he actually said, "Yeah, I think it's probably time to take a look at that." Well, that's what you need to know.
1: He so, was in a leg
2: thing though, wasn't he? Yeah, leg. but you know, I tell you, you can't go by that, uh, Roger. Nowadays, boot. yeah, yeah. that when they put yeah. that 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 walking boot on there,
1: just a precaution. Sometimes
2: a lot of times it is. You Limit your range of motion. That's it. You take a little shot, and you're really okay, but they'll put a boot on it just to make immobilize sure that you're okay. It. Yeah, immobilize it, make sure you're okay. So the boot's never really an indication. So this is what I'm telling you. If you're watching this on Periscope, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're listening at 105.9 The Zone, if you're listening tonight, uh, WBLE Batesville or WVBG uh, VBG Vicksburg, excuse me, Uh, then go ahead and write it down. I would say write this down in ink. I am telling you, Garrett Schrader is your starting quarterback at Mississippi State going forward. Starting with the game against LSU this week, it'll be the Garrett Schrader show. Uh, On Facebook, um, Dorothy says, I don't think they were prepared, and they had a week off. That's it. That's what's really, really tough for a coach right there is because we all know, and they know that we all know, man, you had an extra week to try to figure out how to move the ball against these guys, and it didn't didn't get it pulled off. And LSU is uh, peaking. Ooh, Roger. <laughs> you know, the quarterback was talking
1: after. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that uh, link I sent you. I didn't yet, no. He said he, he, he at no point in the game felt pressure uh, on him. He felt yeah. that he was completely
2: protected back there in the pocket. And he was. I mean, Florida didn't have any sacks, I think, for the first time in a whole bunch of games. Yeah. And they put that LSU State game in, start with this weekend, 2.30 on CBS. Ooh. I, I mean, I like a 2.30 start time, but <clears throat> that's, that's, a, that's a tough deal. Uh, one more thing, uh, Roger Wayman is joking around on Facebook, and he says, Is Fonzie available from the Water Boy?" <laughs> so we're combining two things. Happy Days, the show, and the movie Waterboy that Winkler, Henry Winkler, who played Fonzie on Happy Boy, but was also the coach, Coach Klein, on Waterboy. Remember that? He said, yeah. I, um, the, the assistant coach came running up to him on Waterboy and talking, you know, in, in Cajun. He couldn't understand him. <laughs> and finally that he just right. goes, he says, "Uh, just uh, have the defense run sprints. <laughs> You know, the whole, no, 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 he doesn't fake. He pretends to fake. <laughs> Great scene from the water boy. All right, uh, let's go over here to the phone line. I know, Roger, you got both hands working and both ears at the same time. Houston on the Divinity Equipment phone today. What's up, Houston?
0: Hey, hey Matt, how are you doing today?
2: Well, I am flapping my gums for a living. It's not too bad, actually.
0: Well, you know, uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for putting me on the air. Um, Pretty much most of you guys know me.
2: Yeah, I know you, Houston. Yeah, it's Um, good to hear your voice.
0: Well, I tell you, uh, it's a blessing to be on here today. And uh, What I was going to talk about is I've been watching LSU, uh, Florida. I've watched a replay of it. And I am very impressed with their offense, as everybody is. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But on defense, they are not as uh, good. Well, they're not. They're good on defense. Their offense just scores too quick, and their defense just doesn't get enough rest. And that's why I think they're giving up a lot more points. But I do think that because of our, the only chance we have to compete and possibly pull the upset is to slow down on our tempo Yes, uh, to get them off, the to keep them off the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's more about taking ownership of Mississippi State at this point than worrying about LSU. Mm-hmm.
2: I think you're exactly it. right about that. You know, and in Houston, a lot of times mm-hmm. you'll hear coaches say that, and we kind of chalk it up as coach speak. They go, oh, well, it's more about us than it is our opponent. Well, in, in this case, we can clearly see that for State, what they're working on this week in practice, it's really more about State than it is about LSU, yeah. no doubt. And
0: it's more mental than anything else. I think so. Opinion.
2: I think so, yeah. yeah. Hey, Houston, I appreciate <laughs> your phone call, and I hope you'll call me anytime. okay?
0: Yes, thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Houston. Appreciate you listening, buddy.
1: Paul Bryant said winning isn't everything, but it beats anything that comes in second.
2: (laughs) And Ricky Bobby said if you ain't first, you're last. Ain't
1: first, you're last.
2: That's right. Houston has an excellent point. He's exactly right. State is in a position now where at practice they are working much more on themselves probably than you are about game planning for any specific opponent, Uh, certainly this week. I appreciate his call. Hey, uh, real quick before we go to Jack and get to some of these texts, Roger, what were you telling me about giving some money away?
1: Oh yeah, we've got a, a cash contest for some of your listeners who are listening outside of Jackson. They may not have heard it because we haven't done it on, on your show yet, but we thought we might as well uh Okay let everybody in on the winning. And if you get these numbers in even if you're listening later on today, you just if you follow the instructions to go to the website, you can get in on it, even if it's delayed because that's just the way the contest works. So good luck to you. You want to do it now? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Dramatic enough. You know? Here's great. another shot at one thousand dollars in the Zone 105.9 25K giveaway. The latest keyword is FAN. F-A-N fan. Go to the Zone 105.9 25K giveaway page at the Zone1059.com. We'll announce multiple keywords per hour, seven to seven weekdays. Just enter the word on any of the slots allotted. The more words
2: you enter, the greater your chance to win. Win big bucks from the zone. 105.9. Now back to you, Matt. Oh, thanks so much. Man, that's like getting an update from the guy, the voice guy on The Price is Right. You know how <laughs> Bob Barker would do this little update and then you go to him and they, and he had this great voice. Rod Roddy. Tell him what he's that's won. That's who it was. I couldn't think of Rod Roddy. That's exactly who it was. All right, so if y'all are listening, no matter where you're listening or how you're listening in, you can take part in that also. We'll see about giving you another reminder uh, a little bit later. So we got it in there for you. Um, Jack listening in Madison. He's on the Divini Equipment phone. What's up, Jack? Hey, how you doing, Matt? Just right, man. Thanks I for calling. I
0: don't think this is – to me, this is, I don't look at this as a quarterback problem. I mean, I I agree that it's time to play for the future. Uh, This team's not going anywhere, but I'm I'm not sure this was a quarterback
2: issue. Hey, and Jack, I agree. A culture issue. I I agree with you. And listen, I hate to cut you off. The music just started. If you can hang on, do so, and we'll continue that thought when we come back. And if you can't, I understand. But I I do agree with you on that. Uh, So just hang tight. Rolling along on a reaction Monday. In the Farm Bureau studio. Y'all stick around.
0: You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
2: All right, here we go. On the text line at 885-ESPN or 885-3776, Nick says, explain to me why in college football coaches get two or three years when it's obviously not working. Any other profession and Moorhead would have been canned before the bus left. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's necessarily true um that a any other profession or the part about every coach getting two or three years when it's obviously not working, um, is because, you know, sometimes there are coaches who um sometimes there are coaches who have belief around them, you know, on their team and among the people that hired them that they're doing some things that may take a little while for it to, to make it set in and that they're doing a lot of the right things and good things. And it's just maybe hadn't worked out. But so every situation, like a snowflake that they're all different and, um, decision makers have different priorities at different schools, but, uh, so it's kind of a broad statement and not necessarily always true, Nick, but I think in the case of, you know, Mississippi state, you got a second year coach who, um, has yeah there's some extenuating things you're working through some of it maybe your own doing some of it maybe not you know uh, uh, a senior class this year that when recruited they weren't necessarily incredibly highly ranked and one of the players who really moved the needle on that team up a little bit was Jeffrey Simmons who's not there so you know your upperclassmen maybe not necessarily the highest recruited bunch on your campus but on top of that suspensions and other things um, I, I think the biggest thing is, you've reached a point with, um, you know, this coaching staff and this program and this team where it, it's it's time to begin to see a lot of the little things improving. You know, the effort we talk about, the you know, confidence and the execution, some of those. It's time to see improvement in those things, and you know, but in terms of it being Close to a to a fireable situation or anything like that. You're just that's just not reality. It's not what you have right now at uh, at state with Coach Moorhead and you know the people who hired him. It's just not there. Um, Scott says the question is why don't they know what to do? And that is the question. That's right. It'd be the question on any football team, you know. And some teams, it's not an ongoing thing. It can be week in and week out. They have stretches where they appear to get confused mentally, and it affects your confidence and therefore, expect, uh, ref- uh, easy for me to say, affects the speed with which you play. It is concerning. You know, if you're a state fan, that is concerning. I haven't done this. I, I don't know that, I don't really know what good it would do to go and compare last year and this year under Moorhead on offense to years previous under Dan Mullen. I just know that, you know, you're in a situation where last year you had some games where you really struggled just to get to 200 yards of total offense. And that's just, that's a stat within stats. You know, the most important thing is winning games, scoring points, putting points on the board, uh, obviously, but, but yards of offense that you pile up are an indication I think as to the confidence that the players have in what they are doing, confidence comes from knowing what to do. Knowing what to do leads to being able to play really hard, playing with great effort. Got to know what to do. So I think it's a telling stat, the yards you pile up and how consistently you do it. And I, I really do, I'd like to go look at it and see, but I think over a long period of time while Mullen was coaching an at state, you had very few times where you struggled that much to get the ball up and down the field. You had very few times where you were sitting there at 200 yards of offense. There were a few games against those Alabama teams where Alabama was so much more talented and really overmatched. You you struggled there, but it was almost expected going into some of those. But maybe my memory's off. It might be that I dive into it and see that those things did happen, and we just remember things differently. I just know that you know they've had their fair share of games in a year and a half where you've gone out and, for whatever reason, it's a it's a real struggle to just be competitive. You know, get it up and down the field and stay on the field some. And yeah, uh, to the previous caller uh, in Madison, right before the break, I made the statement that it's Schrader's show. He'll be your starter going forward. Y'all can just go ahead and get ready for that. Um, but I do agree what you're watching Saturday was not necessarily just a quarterback issue. It's far from it. When you're playing that Tennessee defense and your running back, who is NFL type talent, uh, Kylan Hill, comes away with 13 yards on 11 carries. And your leading rusher is Garrett Schrader with 62 yards. And he came into the ballgame, played the second half, and quarterback. And, you know, 121 yards rushing as a team. Combined, 267 total yards of offense, but 13 yards rushing for Kylan Hill. And Nick Gibson, your number two back, had two carries for five. Um, I mean, the second longest rush in the ball game was the reverse to Javante Payton against that Tennessee defense. On top of the fact that they had eight sacks on the entire season coming into that game Saturday and had seven sacks in that game on Saturday. Folks, it ain't just quarterback. That is an offensive line issue. That's an offensive line and protection issue. That's an offensive continuity issue. Yeah, you had issues of quarterback holding on to the ball. Tommy is not confident. Um. Hanging on the ball, not really understanding what he's seeing in coverage, and and then because the ball's coming out late, trying to force it late, and and that kind of thing, and and you just can't play that way. The only thing that'll fix that for a quarterback when you kind of get into that kind of funk, and believe me, I've been there. I know what it feels like on the inside. The only thing that will fix that is to sit him on the bench, let him watch a little while, and clear it out that way. It's the only thing that'll fix it. Uh, but it's not just a quarterback issue. There's just no way that with that running back and with those players on your offensive line that you go play that Tennessee team and Kylan Hill gets 13 yards on 11 carries. There just ain't no way to explain that. Other than confusion on what to do, a lot of the time, and a whole lot of the time, just getting whipped physically. Which I go back to, the way you avoid getting whipped physically and flip it and actually whip people physically you don't develop that ability in september and october you develop that ability to do that in may, june, july and august in your off-season strength and conditioning program that's where it happens and if it don't have if you if it doesn't happen during those 4 months it's too late when that first ball game gets there. And it's it, you know, that's a bad thing.
1: Muhammad Ali said he hated every minute of training. But he said, Don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. That's it, man.
2: You better put it in. And and what and as a player and as a coach, again, like I said, whatever you think you're doing in the offseason and you're 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 maxing out what you can do you better do more i mean it's that big of a deal it's it's that that analogy of i walk into a room and i say everybody in here raise your hand as high as you can and hold it everybody does this raise their hand and hold it and then i say all right now everybody in here give me one more inch and the whole room raises their hand one more inch and i said it very clearly Raise your hand as high as you can and hold it. But people just in general, especially 18-19 year old kids, I don't care how hard of workers they are, a lot of the time they're going to do just enough to get by, to meet the requirement, and that's it.
1: And it's I'm a going coach's
2: yeah, it's a coach's job to every day get another inch, and another inch. Even when they think they cannot possibly get one more inch out of, get another inch. It, you you know, a lot of people talk about working hard in the off season. Guess what? Everybody works hard. But only a few work harder. And in order to do that, and look, I'm saying this to young athletes too in high school and other stuff. If you're doing just what the coaches require of you in the offseason, you will lose. You will be behind. Because there's somebody out there on another team who you're going to play against who's going so hard in the offseason and doing so much they're having to pull them back. They're having to tell them, hey, I'm just not going to let you do this because you're going to wind up in a hospital on a trip. Their family and friends and little girlfriends, <laughs> as Mike Leach would say, their fat little girlfriends, think they are obsessed. They accuse you of being obsessed. I've been there, too. But I knew that's what it took for me to get on the field. That's what lazy
1: off. people call committed. That's
2: right. I've seen that on the T-shirt. That's right. So all of that stuff goes in there. Okay. Um, A million texts to get to. Again, we'll do that in hour number two. We'll continue to break it down a little further, get my thoughts organized, and we'll, we'll hit hour number two with relentless effort. Coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around.